it just it was not a good thing there was all kind of things that should not have happened we were really just too young to understand what we were committing to so that ended and i meet brad my husband now well we have heiress together still there's just something not quite right the whole time i'm you know i'm rolodex and i'm trying to find these things thinking well maybe it's because i didn't go out and party maybe it's because i wasn't a real teenager you know you just question and you see all these things and it's like i just don't know who do you think put those thoughts in your mind well i'm fixing to get there okay. i went to therapy that was the worst mistake i ever made come on it really was I went to a therapist, and I'm not saying therapy's a bad thing. If you have a Christian counselor or a, a Christian of some sort that can counsel and witness to you, that's that I commend 100%. But I went, I had postpartum. I go to them, I start to open up, and by the time that I open up, this man just I mean, blatantly told me, I don't believe in God. How do you answer this little boy that his prayers haven't been answered? You know, back then I was 21 years old. I couldn't answer those questions. I didn't understand the magnitude. So I don't question. Here I'm like, okay, this is a doctor. This is somebody that knows what they're doing. I get in there, and next thing I know, he says, well, how do you know unless you try? Rock on. Wow. And I did. I met the person that I was with for the next 11 years of my life. I so left my husband. So the secular yes. counselor yes. told you yes. to go try. That there was no way to know unless you gave in and tried. That was his exact words to me. So this man that you trusted mm -hmm. encouraged you yes. to try To leave my husband and move on with a woman, yes. What an awesome counselor. Uh, he exactly. ought to lose his life. He legitimately, he caused he a divorce. Yeah. He brought confusion to the family. Yeah. And sent my kids into a tablespin. Even though this is my fault and I chose this life, my children were ultimately affected. Mm -hmm. You know, my daughter is now 16 years old and has no idea what right and wrong is because I let her into a life that she thought that this was normal. Yeah. I remember her being a five-year-old girl and saying, Mommy, why is it okay for two women to be married? All I could tell her is, baby, it's not. But how can I show her it's not right if when you, I'm living that right. life? And, and, you know, that applies. That applies you know, I, I don't want people to think... That just applies to, to no. what you went through. That applies to drinking. Mm -hmm. That applies to uh, well, that all, everything. <laughs> I mean, that applies to everything. Your children see what you... Mm -hmm. I don't care what you say. You may tell your children, what I'm doing is wrong. You might tell your kid, hey, I better never catch you smoking. Yep. And you're smoking two packs a day. That's right. Them kids are going to do what you do, not what you say. That's exactly right. The physical examples you set is what they're going to follow. That's absolutely correct. Um, and I mean, that was the whole thing about it. You know, not only did I go into that life, but I, I got with someone that really just, and I hate to say this because I love them as a person. I always will. I pray for them. But they had no moral. You know, even though she grew up in the, in the church, she thought she had a good understanding. When I look back at it, I can see all the things that are so wrong with that situation. Yep. You know, I brought in, my father was an alcoholic. I will give my mom and my stepdad credit. We never saw that in our home because they knew what we had been through. Right. So they sheltered us to a degree. Whether or not he did it, we don't know. We never saw it. So I didn't want that life for my children. But here I go, I bring it full force into them. 
not only do I have a lesbian, but I have a drunk lesbian. And I don't know if you've ever dealt with that, but that's not fun. Uh-uh. You're cleaning up vomit. You're cleaning up the things that you swore you'd never do with your life. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you're doing every bit of it and then some. You know, they got a saying, sin will take you further than you want to go. Yeah, and, and very much. Yeah, it, it'll take you out there and leave you there. And I know there was a lot of things I said I would never do. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad, uh, my dad, which I never shot heroin, but he was a heroin addict and a drunkard. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I said, I will never right. drink. Well, guess what I became? Alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and 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 those seeds, we have seeds planted in our life, whether they be good seeds or bad mm-hmm. seeds, they're going to come up. And they might be a fruit or they might be a weed, but they're coming up. Oh, yeah. Most know? definitely. And I've got two of them that it just, what should have tipped me off is the girl did not even have custody of her own child. That yeah. right there should have been questioned and a normal person with a rational mind they probably would have but Mm -hmm. I was young and I believed what I was told but as I got to know her and I got to know the family I realized that God did that for a reason he put that child in a home that he could be raised in church and be raised properly now how he turned out that's on him but I know that he was put there to be raised in the right way right then I rock on and I look at my children and I'm like Did I give them the same courtesy? I didn't. You know, I put them in dangerous situations more times than I can count. You know, I put them through things that no child should ever have to to see or understand or even have to question. You know, no, I didn't shoot drugs or, or do anything, you know, to that degree. But I did put my life in danger. You know, there were more situations. I've been in fights in bars I've broke up fights in bars, things that I should have never been doing. I'm five feet tall. I mean, come on. It, it's not like I you know, could fight a grizzly bear, but in my mind, I could. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to sit here and play like I did not do my fair share of drugs because I did. Yeah, and I, I want to I say one thing here is that if you're out there listening, we always get the mindset that the sinner is the one... That does the drugs, that has that's immoral. But look, you can go to hell and be a wonderful moral person with great integrity. Right. You you can pay your bills, have clean house, uh-huh. respectable kids, you can do everything right and still bust hell wide open. So Jesus said, get the beam out your eye before you get the stick out of somebody else's if you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, it don't matter how moral you are. It don't matter about how many church services you go to, how much money you put in that plate. You know, so I don't want people, you know, I, I, the reason why she's on here is because they are people living the life she used to live. And I want them to know they don't have to live like that. That's right. That they can come up out of there through faith in Jesus Christ. And, and you don't have to, to, to stay where you're at. God would open the door. He will build back bridges. That he will build back relationships that you never thought would happen. And you're going to hear some more of her story here in a minute. But it is a remarkable story. And where she's at now in life is just awesome. But but I just want to put that there. So don't get in your mind that she's a worse sinner than you or, or than the person down the road. Uh, if you don't have the blood of Christ applied to your life... Uh, uh, you're, you're going to hell. Sin is sin to God. 
That's right. So, so, so just, I want you to uh, uh, just listen, but this is for those, you may have children, or this may be you we're speaking to, or maybe somebody you know. So this is going to, I'm recording this, and it's going to be on my on my uh, podcast. It's One Yard From Hell, Danny Merritt. So you can go back and listen to it as an archive later, or you can get someone to uh, send it to them. You can actually send the program to them. But, uh, and we're going to do it again next Monday. So we're going to have a two-part series. But I just wanted to get that. I just want to put that in there. Don't ever, 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 ever look at somebody else and say, they're worse than you. Y'all remember the story where, where the Pharisee and the publican, and the Pharisee was looking at the publican beating his chest and crying out to God. And the Pharisee th- said, thank God I'm not like him. <laughs> and God said, which one, which one left? with more repentance which one left with a cleaner heart it was the one that was beating on the chest not the one looking down on him so please don't look down on this situation pray for those that's where she used to be amen all right and google all right i'm sorry to interrupt i just wanted to get that going and that's actually funny that you say that because that's how people saw us yeah exactly. they would come to our house and our house is clean our children respectful you know they just they were so accepting because oh you guys are such a loving family, what have you. And yeah, from the outside, it would appear that way. Yeah. But there again, in the beginning, it felt like that hole was gone. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, all right, maybe that was what was missing. But as I told you, my children, when they started to question, when my daughter started to question, and I couldn't answer that question. Because in your heart. In my heart, I knew. Yeah. I always knew. And her and I had more than one occasion where we'd break out the Bible and I'd say, well, what about this scripture? You know, and she'd say her, her answer was always God is love and all things of love are of God. No, I mean, yeah, but no, that's not the same kind of love. This is a lot of times people get lust and love confused and it happens in like a man and a woman get together and they just having what they call a good time and they mess up and she gets pregnant. Well, they didn't get together out of love. They got together out of lust and now they got a kid together and they get married and three or four years down the road, they get more and more mature mm-hmm. and they don't even like each other now. Absolutely. But they never loved each other. They lusted each other and they called it exactly. love. Because if you love somebody... You know what I'm saying? You want to do what's right by them. So then all of a sudden, they may have two or three kids. They got a house together. They got a, a rent, you know, they, and they got all these things. And now it's the children's fault. You know, the children, you know, they, they take the worst of it. You know, you got together and now they get divorced. Or, mm-hmm. So that's why I say it's always, if you do it God's way, mm-hmm. you know, you, you fall in love. And back in biblical days, and even in America, and uh, some parts of the world is still that way, even in America, up to probably fifty years ago, sixty years ago, maybe a little longer than that, but the 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 father wouldn't let his daughter get married until that man had a job, mm-hmm. had a way of living, had a car, had you know, and we letting them get married and they come live with us because they ain't, and, and the boy ain't got no job, no job skills, and you expect him to take care of your daughter, Absolutely. and he has no way of making money. You know, and, and and so if we did it biblically, 
And y'all remember in the Bible, Joshua, uh, I mean, Jacob, who later become Israel, he wanted to marry Rachel, but mm -hmm. he worked for seven years for Rachel and he got the wrong wife. The daddy put the veil <laughs> and he said, I couldn't let you marry my second daughter. My first daughter wasn't married. So he worked another set. This man worked for 14 years. Mm -hmm. He loved that woman that much. You know what I'm saying? I love Suzanne. But I don't know if I could put up with uh, Becky and Rayvon for 14 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I, I mean, I love, I love my in-laws, you know, back in the day. But, uh, whoo, that been rough right there. You know what I'm saying? Did you work for Granny? <laughs> no. So I just had to find me another one before it was Spicerland. You know, but, no, I love you, Suzanne. I know you're listening. You know I love you. Come on in here, girl. Get your chair and sit down. Look, okay. she can scoot over and you get in the chair out there. Her, come on in here. Okay. You're stalking? Well, stalking with me. Okay, well, we got a stalker today, okay? Uh, she's special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, Mississippi, they used to... I brought my stalker with me. Yeah. Is that okay? You know, Mississippi, they used to say, uh, what's it? Uh, uh, bless her heart. You know what that mm. meant. <laughs> I still do that at work. <laughs> but now, the, the one thing that I can say... Because I kind of want to get to that point where, you know, I can I can move on to the next point. Because the greatest love story to me, aside from Jesus Christ, is the book of Hosea. Absolutely. I just, and I feel like, and I tell my husband this all the time, he is my Hosea. Amen. I was a gomer in every shape and form and fashion. I was a whore in so many ways. Not only was I a lesbian, but I was a whore. I mean... No doubt about it. I gave myself out to the highest bidder more times than I can count. Due to the life I was living, there were situations where I couldn't buy food for my children, but there was beer in the refrigerator. Oh, come you on. You know, like... You're preaching now. And I would have to do things that I knew were wrong, but I took care of them to the best of my ability. They were my responsibility. They didn't ask to come here. I brought them here. So... I found myself in a lot of really messed up situations and you know time rocked on and the next thing I know I'm, I'm filling that hole again and I just can't fill it and I'm just like Lord what do I do and by this point Lilo shut the door please by this point you know I've lost my dad I buried my, my biological father I've watched the man that raised me bury his mother and I watched two of the strongest men that I had ever met hit the dirt and cry. I'd never seen that man cry in my whole life. So to see that, it just, it kind of woke something in me. I didn't realize death is real. Amen. It is so real and it is so scary. And then I started to feel this, I could hear that voice again. And then I realized that that voice had been gone. And then I realized, oh my God, I'm in a bad place. I started to really look around and I realized that I was in silence, in a hole, and I had no clue how to get out of it. And I kept waiting to hear that voice again. And that voice had been telling me for years, go home. Amen. Go home. And I couldn't understand what go home meant. What was that voice you was hearing? That was God. Amen. I know for a fact that was God. That was the Holy Spirit trying and to tell you. And the moment that my Amen. daddy passed, it was like it was like a thunderbolt in my ears. Go home. Stop questioning go home that home that they've been talking about was my husband 
Amen. I had no business leaving him in the first place. Amen. And do you know that that man waited almost 11 years for me to come home? Amen. And the moment that I did, I was still in a whacked out mindset, but he sat in a room. I just had knee surgery and I was in the bedroom and he said, I don't care how much you hate you. I love you. And I will wait to the ends of the earth if that's what it takes. Wow. But I will be there waiting for the day you love me back. Wow. I cried and I prayed that night. I said, Lord, please let me love this man the way he deserves to be loved. And it was like I woke up the next day a whole other person. Amen. And I said, can we please go to church? Amen. He said, where do you want to go? I said, I want to go back to Brother Dale's church. Amen. I want to go home. And I've been home every day since. Amen. Never left him again. He drives me nuts. I drive him even crazier. But I would not trade that man for a million dollars. I wouldn't. You Amen. can have the money. I want Christ, my husband, and I want heaven when I'm done. Amen. But along the way, I met people that I realized they don't know the same things I do. They didn't know where home was. They didn't know what that voice was. And I met a boy at work the other day. And I promised myself, Lord, if I can reach one, that's all I want, just one. Amen. That's why I'm here. Amen. I don't want to do this. I don't need a pat on the back. I don't need to be told I did a good job. God's going to do that in the end. Amen. What I want is to make sure that somebody else that's sitting in those shoes, whether it be any of those sins that you named off, know that that hole is not eternal unless you want it to be. Amen. If you choose to come out, you can. Amen. Those thoughts go away. Those feelings go away. I promise you, I have not looked or felt that way about a woman since. Amen. And I don't want to. That's called true repentance right it there. Is. True repentance. I mean, I can be a pain in the behind sometimes. And I can say some things that make me question. I don't believe that. But, oh, I know you're lying now. Let me slide over for the lightning and get you. But I know for a fact I am not the person I used to be. Amen. You got, you got your Bible out. What, what, I do. What, what, what we're going to talk about there. Honestly, what what stands out to me most is like right here in the moment that we're in. And that's in Romans chapter 1, verse 24. Mm. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness into, in their lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. And then it goes into 25. It says, who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. With those things, it goes on to say, for the reason God gave them up to vile passions was for even their women exchanged the natural use of their men. Basically, he gives us up to a debased bond. And that's where I was getting. Yeah. When that voice gets silent, that's when you realize you're in real deep trouble. I always tell people, hey, if you won't sin bad enough. Oh, yeah, he'll give it to you. He gives us free will. Very much. You got free will. And, he, and the reason he didn't create us to be angels that serve him or, or of a robotic mind. No. He wants us to love him for no reason at Absolutely. all. He wants us to love him without, okay, Lord, I love you if you know. He just wants mm -hmm. us to love him, period. Absolutely. And when you love him cleanly and purely, you'll live a blessed life. He will reward you, but he won't barter a deal. Mm -hmm. He wants you to love him just because he is God and he created you and he loved you first. That's right. Yeah, but if you want, if you want to go, I mean, there's nothing stopping you from robbing a bank. There's nothing stopping nobody from doing whatever it is you want to do. No, you got my free will. Is, why would you? 
Exactly. You know, once you get into that mindset, why would you? Exactly. What, what are you getting in return? Amen. That's kind of where all week long I've been thinking about, you know, Lord, what do I say? What do I say? What are you selling out for? The, the Bible what says, are you selling out for? You know, he says, uh, uh, the Bible says, what will a man, it said, was it proper man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? But then he That's says, exactly. what do you give in exchange for your soul? Exactly. So what are you selling? Are you selling it for alcohol? Are you right. selling it for gossip? Are you? I mean, we sell our soul pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. We sell it for lust, and you ain't Absolutely. taking you ain't taking no lust, no gossip, no lie. You ain't taking none of that to hell with you. You going to hell for eternity of 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 pure. The Bible describes it as, as hell fire. That's right. And then. The, the, what makes it worse is that in Revelation 19, he's going to take death, hell, and the grave. Mm-hmm. So he's going to take hell and cast hell into the lake of fire. So those people that are in hell right now, they just think they're burning. Mm-hmm. They finna go out of the frying pan into the fire after their judgment. They're going to come out of hell. God's going to judge them, show them their sin, which they already know because mm-hmm. they're in hell. Then he's going to cast them into the lake of fire. Along with all those that says, all those that took the mark of the beast, the, the Antichrist, and, and the Satan himself. And, and a lot of people have this idea, uh, especially if, if they're in perversion to in a real bad degree, they'll say, we're going to party in hell. And, and I've heard so many people or say that. Or they try to find justification for what they're doing. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that gets me. Exactly. There's no logical explanation for what you're doing. Uh-uh. And, and, and a lot of people don't understand that it is God that rules hell. Satan ain't going to torment himself. God's the one doing the tormenting. God's sure. the one that, that is going to, the Bible says, to be tormenting tormenting the devil day and night. I mean, it's mm-hmm. God that turns the fire up. That's right. People think the devil don't run hell. Uh, he, he ain't got nothing to do with it. That's all God. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because wasn't it the rich man that was looking up, begging to Lazarus yeah. for water? I mean, you're not going to get those options. Mm-hmm. And the bad thing, but we, me and Brother Don was talking about that Friday about the rich man, Lazarus. This man in the grave when Lazarus was out there, this man, Lazarus had to eat the crumbs off his bread. Mm-hmm. The dogs had to lick his sores. And this rich man paid him no attention. And here he is in hell, still prideful, yeah. wanting Lazarus to do something for him. Right. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, man, why ain't you apologizing? Why ain't you repenting? Why ain't you? He never once asked, how do I get out of hell? He never once confessed. He just, right. you know, and, and then he just said, Will send somebody to my brothers, and and the the Lord told him. He said, "Look, if they didn't believe Moses, in other words, you don't live by the law." He said, "If they didn't believe the prophets, in other words, you don't listen to the preachers." He said, "They won't believe one raised from the dead." So even if I send Lazarus back, they're not going to believe him. And it's the same today. There is ton of archaeological evidence that Christ rose from the dead. It is a fact of archaeological history, and they still don't believe one from the dead. Right. He rose from the dead, and people to this day still ain't still ain't listening. They still don't believe. The humorous thing I find is whenever, you know, I still say my people, 
when I talk about the LGBT ABC, I hate to say it like that, but it was just LGBT whenever I was coming up. They've added a whole lot more letters now, but anyway, those are still my people. Those are still my brothers and sisters regardless. Mm -hmm. But what kills me is when I do speak up, 90% of the time I met with two things. One is absolute anger, and two is, oh, you weren't really gay in the first place. Now, you saw me with my partner more than once, did you not? I think I was pretty gay. <laughs> Didn't know that there was a gay enough, but apparently, apparently that's a thing. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know there was a level yes, apparently of gaiety so. there. Wow. I, I mean, it just... If it you ain't one in 11 years, you, thank you. what in the world? I mean, how many times over those years did you see us? A bunch. I was always with her. Yeah. You know, that was the same person for 11 years, but wasn't quite gay enough. Wow. Okay. But I think that that's their way of trying to disprove God's change in my life. Exactly. You know, I had a, a friend of mine that uh, I had... I had brought to church and man this cat he could play the piano he could sing mm -hmm. and he would I was going to pick him up I'm like he was reading the Bible he was asking questions and let me tell you how the devil is there was another guy that hadn't been to church in forever and he was homosexual mm -hmm. and this particular night the first night, this other guy came. Them two hit it off. I was real worried about that. Mm -hmm. But I was hoping that maybe one was witnessing to the other. Right. So I got ready to take him home. He said, no, I'm going to ride with him. I'm like, no, 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 I'll take you home. He said, no, I'm going to ride with him. He said, no, really, you don't have to go out of your way. And he never come back to church. He didn't answer my phone for about a month. And I found out them two went and had sexual relations that night. And and I'm thinking, man, the devil sent that cat to church. That's straight up satanic right there. That was strictly the devil. Absolutely. Because this guy was working. This guy was praying. I mean, the people in his family were so proud of him. Mm -hmm. And I haven't made no headway with him in probably 10 years now, man. I haven't. See, that's what scares you know, me. I don't want to give my brother's story too much, but I will use him as part of my example. My little brother was going to William Carey. He was going to be a pastor. Like, he he was gung-ho. That's what he was supposed to do. That's what he wanted to do. And he was always, like me, you know, put in that box of, oh, you're just a little too feminine, so you must be gay. But he wasn't. Right. He had waited for this one girl. They they wanted to wait till marriage. Long story, something else happened along the way. The girl ends up giving up her end of the deal. So my brother was just heartbroken. Well, he goes on to William Carey. He's playing soccer. Next thing I know, I'm getting a call from him saying that he's quit the soccer team. He's joining cheerleading. And, oh, by the way, I'm gay. What? Where did all this happen? You know, here you were studying and, and getting yourself together. And the next thing I know, because this group of kids said, hey, you're like us. Let me put you in this box. You accepted that? Yep. Like, since when do we fit in a box? Yep. You know, but then I had to stop and I had to look at myself, Randy, you're no better. You did the same thing. 
you know, because you were told that, that box fit you, you jumped right off in it. So right. how can you say anything to him? And that's really what happened. He watched me and he followed right behind. Mm. So not only did I take my children down, but I took my little brother down. Brought a hot phone in here. <laughs> ah, it's all good. But, you know, uh, it's just, it's amazing to me how it works. Hey, we're going, ow, oh, oh, hold on. I got to do, the, <laughs> I got to do this weather report. We're going to play a couple of songs and we'll be right back. Um, if you want to make a call, call in. Y'all know the number six zero one. 544-1965 or you can call me on my cell 601-408-8649 we'll be back in just a few minutes